fire-eye breach that shows us nothing is safe? And will Monero continue to be king for Thebes? These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hi, I'm Anna Zeleny. Earlier this week, FireEye, one of the US's largest cybersecurity companies, revealed their servers had been a victim of a sophisticated and suspected nation-state attack. The incident motivated ISMG's Director of Cybersecurity Advisory Services, Steve King, who's also a veteran CISO, to pen a blog post entitled Fire and the Hole, what the FireEye breach tells us about how we're failing at cybersecurity. You can find it on our sites. It's really worth a read. I wanted to know how Steve reacted when he first heard about the breach and what was the drive behind the blog post? Here he is. Well, I had two kind of initial reactions. One is I thought, gee, you know, it's a shame that, you know, because it's a shame that this happens because the signal that it sends is if one of the leading, you know, cybersecurity vendors gets hacked, then is nothing safe? And the answer to that has been for a long time, no, nothing is safe. That's why we have this concept called zero trust uh, suddenly in the last couple of years where you shouldn't trust anybody. And the second reaction was when I read that it had the way that the hack is uh, characterized to have occurred with that VPN hack uh, was that if in fact they discovered that through VPN traffic logs, then why didn't the U.S. Cyber Command and or the NSA intelligence community have picked that up and inter interdicted, yeah, which is kind of their job, you know? So again, that assumes that it was the work of nation state actors. You know, if that were true, you wonder why the NSA and why the U.S. Cyber Command isn't, wasn't doing what, what they're chartered to do. And what have you heard from your peers in reaction? Yeah, so, you know, I did reach out to our cybersecurity advisory board here that is uh, 3839 of the what I consider to be the, the best CISOs in the United States and Europe. And uh, we've assembled those for the purposes of helping our customers understand better about the kind of messaging that is relevant to the targeted audience. And so I reached out to those guys to get their sort of input on the, the attack and some of the things that we might or might not have done differently. But everybody sort of came down um, in pretty much the same way. It, it's simply uh, another wake-up call that we're not doing enough of the basics. We're not, we don't have our eyes on the ball within our own organizations. We're not prioritizing the protection and, of our critical assets. And all of that is true. The human factor is, is usually the central cause of every data breach. And we, we don't, we're not doing a very good job of training and, uh, our employees. We're not doing a good job of educating them for the need for sort of a constant situational awareness and the creation of a culture of cybersecurity throughout the companies and organizations that are, you know, that need to need to have that layer of consciousness to cooperate in the protection against cyber attacks. 95%, 98% arguably of every data breach occurs as the result of a phishing attack or a social engineered fake attempt at extracting login credentials then uh, tells you you have a problem in, in, uh, uh, in education. 
least from my point of view and from our CISO advisory board's point of view. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. The digital currency, Monero, is the weapon of choice when it comes to money laundering. Monero, of course, widely chosen by cybercriminals for the anonymity it provides. So what's next? Are the fraudsters jumping on a newer alternative privacy coin? Or will Monero continue to be king for thieves a while longer? Well, Nick Holland, ISMG's Director of Banking and Payments, spoke with blockchain security expert Dave Jevons, founder and CEO of CypherTrace, who shared his thoughts on the matter. Let's face it, Bitcoin is still the coin of the realm. It is the easiest one to procure from a Bitcoin ATM with little to no identification. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you know, if you're going to do a ransomware attack, you get people to pay you in Bitcoin, and then you can move it into Monero or something else later because it's easier for people to buy Bitcoin than it is to potentially procure Monero. You know, on this side of things, Monero's taken many, many years to gain acceptance. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you can just pop up a new coin and in 12 months, you'll have a whole criminal network using it. You know, that's that's typically how scams work. So I think people are smarter than that. And, you know, Monero's been, I think, what, four or five years now in development. It's gone through a lot of testing. It's open source. You can see how it works. So I'm not quite sure it's going to be as simple as, oh, we'll pop over to the new thing. I think it's going to be more of a layering or structuring issue, which we say in the anti-money laundering business, which is, you know, you move it from one currency to another currency, to another currency, to another currency, and that makes it much harder to trace. So a lot of it is operational security, not just the security of the coin itself. And finally, ISC Squared, the world's largest nonprofit association of certified cybersecurity professionals, recently released the findings of its 2020 cybersecurity workforce study, which assesses the size of the current cybersecurity workforce and the challenges and opportunities they face. One point worth noting from the study is that cloud computing security is viewed as far and away the most in-demand skill set by respondents, with 40% indicating they plan to develop it over the next two years. So I asked CEO of IC Squared, Claire Rosso, what skills she thought security leaders need to develop and nurture in their teams to prepare for this new world. Here's her response. So obviously the reason for the increase and why people are so interested in developing their cloud security skills is because of this move to remote work. So we think a couple things in this space. We think it's really important for security leaders to look at the context in which their organizations are using cloud systems. So what's the difference in my security needs if I have on-premise systems that I'm accessing from the cloud versus mobile versus my remote workers are accessing cloud-based systems versus I have a lot of connected devices attached to the cloud-based systems. So that would be one area that I think folks should look at. Obviously, there is a need to look at application-specific security needs around cloud systems, right? And I think that happens pretty readily. But I would take it a step beyond that. And something I think is probably most essential is that folks are looking at the entire ecosystem in which their cloud-based systems are working because we have an increasingly complex web of technology that we are using um, to run our businesses. 
And we know that threats can come in from any part of the that connected ecosystem, right? We've all heard the stories about the ransomware attacks that came in through the HVAC systems, right? So I think really looking at that entire ecosystem as well is really important in the cloud security space. That's it from the ISNG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney. Until next time.